0: Welcome to ESA Explorers, an official podcast of the European Space Agency. You're listening to our BEYOND series.
1: In this series, we take you behind the scenes of ESA astronaut Luca Parmitano's second mission to the International Space Station. I'm Ali Kola.
0: And I'm Stephen Ennis. Let's go BEYOND.
1: Christmas is synonymous with family, friends and lots of food. But when you're orbiting Earth 400 kilometres overhead, your access to all three is fairly limited. As Luca and his crew hurtle towards the end of 2019 at 28000 kilometres an hour, we wanted to know, how do astronauts party in space? So to do this, we caught up with a couple of very special guests, ESA astronaut Thomas Pesquet, and BME Eurocom coordinator for ESA, Angie Boyd.
0: Tomah was launched to the International Space Station for his Proxima mission on the 17th of November 2016, just after Halloween, but just in time for American Thanksgiving. This was quickly followed by Christmas, New Years, Russian New Years, and then his birthday, all before the end of February 2017. That's a lot to celebrate in between a busy schedule of space station science and operations. We asked him how astronauts manage these holidays and found out how a saxophone made it to space.
1: Okay, so welcome to the podcast Thomas Pesquet, it's brilliant to have you here as an astronaut who's actually been on the International Space Station during not just Christmas, but a few celebrations. I understand you arrived in November, so can you tell us a little bit about the celebrations that happened while you were up in space?
2: Sure, absolutely. We were lucky enough to um, spend the holiday period uh, on board the space station, and uh, as you're talking about an international crew, then there's going to be a number of these holidays, because Uh, Not everybody has the same. And for us, it started off uh, with uh, Thanksgiving, which is, I mean, to me as a Frenchman, it's not much because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But obviously for our American crew members, it was a big deal. Um, And then it was followed up by um, Western Christmas because our Russian colleagues, they celebrate Christmas at a later date. So we've had uh, normal Christmas, what I I grew up with, uh, 24th of uh, december in, uh, in the evening and 25th of november was a day off um, new year's eve uh, and then orthodox christmas and uh, orthodox new year which the russians call the old new year and uh, on the 31st of december and first of january is the new new year so we've had a whole bunch of of holidays We ran out of of, uh, days off and we we worked until the end of the mission.
1: (laughs) Get them all out of the way at the start. So, out of those holidays, is there one that's particularly memorable for you?
2: Uh, To me, I mean, Christmas was the most memorable because what we did, we actually planned ahead because there's no no special allocation of food or presents or anything you have to organize it yourself and there's there's provisions for this you have the the crew care packages which your family is actually filling up and preparing for you it's kind of a as a surprise and then it's being sent up uh, via a cargo vehicle whenever there's a uh, room um, but you still have a say if you want uh, about what's in there uh, you can anticipate the food you want to share for those holidays you can um, even sometimes manifest and fly up some costumes or whatever. There's there's some allocation for that. So, you know, for the last 20 years of spaceflight on board the space station, there's been costumes and sometimes and hats and whatnot. So you you usually scavenge what you what you can. There's a bunch of bags of CTBs full of Christmas decorations and gear. Um, so I was we were going to ask you about that because <laughs> I saw I saw you're
1: wearing a Christmas hat and different um, accessories. So there's a Christmas tree. What else is up there?
2: Well, there's a Christmas tree for sure. Uh, there's a happy Christmas. There's a big sign that you can put up in a module if you choose to. There's a couple of banners. There's uh, socks as well.
1: Oh, like stockings? Like yeah, Christmas. stockings. Yeah, okay. that you
2: can, that, that you can get your presents in if you're lucky enough to have a present. It was stitched with our names individually. We put them up, and and oh, uh, we cool. had some chocolate and some presents. Uh, actually, I organized presents for the people, not, I mean, small things, but but that was a, a Christmas tree ornament um, that we made ourselves with Expedition 50, Expedition 51 uh, decorations, the names of the people, et cetera, et cetera, so that everybody could have something special that they actually that did bring them back down on earth with them.
1: That's very cool. And I guess that's why it's so important to have these celebrations in space is that kind of morale boost, that kind of team building. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, and you get to it's it's crazy because people don't don't actually realize how little time we spend all together as a group on board a space station, because there's always work to do in the rare instances when you don't have work to do, then. People are going to be on the phone. Out of six, there's always going to be one who's on either on the phone or taking pictures or working on a project of his own or her own. Um, so it's actually very difficult to get the whole the six crew members together. And we managed to do it maybe once or twice a week um, at most. So actually having some time and something to look forward to and the preparation that goes into it and the, the cheerfulness and the happiness and the good moods. So it, I think it goes up. A really long way and it makes for good pictures I was going to say embarrassing pictures because some of them (laughs) you're wearing you're wearing some ridiculous outfits but but it's also good to to have fun once in a while
1: great pictures Uh, they definitely humanize it for everyone (laughs) back on earth that makes it you have uh, quite a big family and you've had used to really big Christmases so I guess spending it just in these tight quarters with just these few people would be quite different so did you have the chance to talk to your family or communicate with them somehow?
2: Yeah, I did. Actually, as a matter of fact, we had a video conference with my family, which is I'm, I'm one of 21 cousins, one, me and my brother. So it's a, it's a really big family. And we used to gather. We still do to some extent for, for Christmas every year. And also once in summer, if we if we manage to, so I could talk to all of them, which was very also very difficult to do because imagine twenty one cousins, and then now people are they are grown up, so they have you know girlfriends and wives and sometimes kids, Kids, so that was a lot of people on the screen trying to interact with, but it felt good. I mean, it felt as if it was part of the of the celebration. Actually, one thing I also almost forgot, I was sent an advent calendar. You know, that you open up, you open up those small boxes, cases, one uh, once per day. Actually, it was made by Anne, uh, my partner, and she asked my f- close friends and relatives to provide one item each, small one. Mm-hmm. So every day I would open up, uh, you know, a number and I would get something from someone that, you know, reminded me of... Why we were friends, or you know, memories, childhood memories, and that was actually really, really, really cool. Yeah. And I kept, I kept all of it. I brought it back down on Earth, and then I gave back each and every item to to the people individually. That was pretty cool.
1: That's a very nice idea. I also understand that one of your birthday presents was a saxophone. Is that right?
2: True. Yeah, it was. The, I don't think it was really meant as a birthday present, okay. but we had tried to to organize the saxophone being sent up. Um, and it was a struggle, and eventually, I think in Baikonur for my launch, when Anne again met with uh, some people in NASA, they talked about it, and they said, "Look, we'll 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 do it. We'll send the saxophone up." And uh, it happened to arrive just, I think, one week before my birthday. And actually, the crew, Peggy and Shane, mostly and Ollie as well, they they chose to hide it from me. Uh, until my birthday, which was pretty cool, but actually they forced even the flight directors on the ground. They they forced the documents. You know, there's a there's a cargo manifest. It's a long, big list in which you have all the items in the cargo vehicle. And I actually looked for it because I was not sure. And it was nowhere to be seen, but they had replaced it by some bogus item that I don't even remember of, uh, so that I don't realize. And and on the day of my birthday, they gave me my saxophone, so that was actually pretty cool.
1: So you're left sorely disappointed for about a week and then Uh, related. No, but that's fine, because I was not,
2: (laughs) nothing, you know, it wasn't guaranteed. It was just, it was just going to be really cool if it happened, but I I had no idea if it really could happen. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely a really good surprise.
1: You've kind of touched on it a little bit about the sharing of cultures and things. You also shared some French food on yeah. these occasions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was in charge of, I think my no, mine was New Year's Eve. I was in charge of New Year's Eve. As for every ESA mission, it's not only a French thing, but uh, every European flying up to the space station, they, they bring their food from their countries, um, their respective countries with them. So ESA always develops... Um, new recipes or um, you know, they cooperate with national chefs and things like that. And I had three uh, dishes specifically developed for my mission. There was already some French food made in the 90s and early 2000s that, that is still available today for every crew to pick, but on top of this, I had a whole meal pretty much designed for my mission, and um, so I provided New Year's Eve uh, dinner. Actually, we had we didn't do it in the end, but we we wanted to make it a French evening in Columbus put up the French flag, wear a, you know, a bistro uh, (laughs) outfit and things like this and and play some French music. But, uh, but we didn't do it because we're, we're pretty sure that people in ColCC, that would be scared about us, you know, having food and partying in Columbus, which is more meant for Uh, research.
1: (laughs) Yeah, perhaps not. But um, on that note, how do you decide when the countdown is? You've got so many different cultures. You've got 16 sunrises and sunsets. Uh When is New Year's Eve?
2: Oh, it's it's a good question. So we're actually we, we go around the world, and it's, it's pretty funny because you can imagine people you know celebrating New Year's Eve as as you go in different different areas of the world. But but for us, we we're on um, UTC time, so universal time. Um, and that's that's the reference we choose. So that's that's at midnight UTC. That you know, the ground control is going to give you a call, and you're going to talk to the people on the console and things like this. Might not be the exact time for them, but that's the time you you choose for yourself. And I also remember, I got a phone call from the well, I, I was told to call a number. It turned out to be the, the the president of the republic in France. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> he was is going to wish me. It was actually pretty cool. He was in his office. It was nobody, no press, no nothing. It was just. I Was just calling on his phone and he wished me a, a happy new year and congratulated me on the work done on the space station. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to start the next yeah, year. Absolutely, definitely. <laughs> so uh, this year, obviously, Luca's up there for Christmas and uh-huh. he's been up there before, but this is his first Christmas up there. Do you have any message that you'd like to share with him ahead of Christmas?
2: Uh, well, I think he should he should really enjoy and cherish that time because you know usually. Um, it goes it just goes too fast when you're on a space station you you don't you're so busy doing work you don't you don't pay enough attention to I think the, the privilege it is to to be up there so the holiday like Christmas is it's some time really for you to sit back and relax a little bit and and stop that chasing the red line like they say which is symbol which is a symbol of the timing you always under on a space station so stop chasing the red line for some for some time look around take in the entire experience I in 6 months in my first mission I worked so much I took so many pictures I hardly have you know memories of being up there I have pictures um, and have worked results but I don't really have memories because I didn't stop nearly enough so I would I would suggest it stops take some time it's good for the mind and uh, it's it's going to make your brain you know maybe just imprint the the memories
1: Cool. And it sounds like that's some advice that you might take with you yourself Absolutely. next time. Absolutely. I'll try. Yeah? I'll try. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks, Tom. Thanks so you much bet. for talking to us about celebrations and um, have a good Christmas yourself. Thank
0: you.
2: You too. Pleasure.
0: Taking some time to soak it all in and enjoy the moment is advice we could all benefit from this holiday season, whether in space or on the ground.
1: Definitely. And I know I'll be taking some time out to relax and enjoy, hopefully with a little bit of sunshine in my home country, New Zealand, And Stephen, you might be heading to Ireland, or is it Poland?
0: Yeah, my partner is Polish, so there's always a little bit of a struggle each year to find out which direction we're going to go. This year it's Ireland. My flight might be a little bit shorter than yours. I checked recently and New Zealand is quite literally on the other side of the earth.
1: Yeah, mine is going to be long. Would actually be faster to fly to the International Space Station. But there are some people who will be coming into work, just like any other day and they include members of the Space Station ground control team.
0: Our BME Eurocoms are ESA's voice of Earth for astronauts on station. There will be at least one person working the Christmas Day shifts. We also have a crew support team that works to make sure astronauts have everything they need for a delicious and enjoyable festive season. We caught up with Angie to find out a little bit more. Angie Boyd, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. So maybe to kick things off, could you get us started with explaining your job here at ESA?
3: Yes. So the Eurocom, uh, there's one person in each mission control. There's five mission controls actually. And one person in each is the voice that talks um, to and from the crew. So representing the crew in the flight control team and representing the flight control team and the scientists back up in orbit.
0: Seeing as we're doing an episode all about holidays, you might be the best person to talk to who has firsthand experience with astronauts during holiday periods. So To start off with, do things change a little bit, especially around Christmas, when you're talking to crew?
3: Crew are pretty dedicated to their mission, to be honest. So um, they will have an isolated day off on Christmas Day. But aside from that, they're pretty focused on um, their regular work days. So 12-hour work days, six days a week, and they'll just have the one day off for Christmas uh, for this particular holiday period.
0: And on that one day off, do they ever do anything special?
3: So normally, I mean, there's nothing scheduled. They still have to exercise for their two and a half hours every day. Uh, However, they uh, have no uh, activities scheduled um, like in a normal work day. Uh, We won't bother them, but they can, of course, always call us. So one time, I think Christmas 2012, uh, I was working on console in one of the science control rooms, and uh, we had a very nice call down where the astronauts sang us all Christmas carols. Yeah, we were very impressed by their singing voices over space to ground.
0: I wonder, did they go from like center to center? Like, you know, carolers going from door <laughs> to door?
3: Um, no, they were efficient. They called us and sung to all of us at the same time, which was lovely.
0: And so on that day, are there any special meals or costumes? Does the commander have to put on a Santa hat and deliver <laughs> costume? There are presents? Santa
3: hats up there for sure. There is a Christmas tree, a very nice uh, small one which is stored somewhere for the rest of the year. And I always see it pop up in December and is displayed in node two. It's the same tiny Christmas tree every year. So I'm not sure where they have it in storage, but clearly... Everybody knows where to find it and that pops up as a nice decoration. There's also stockings that the crew can put outside their crew quarters and normally they'll organize to bring each other presents, which you have to do a really long time in advance. So if you're thinking about something for Christmas, uh, Western Christmas in December um, or the Russian Christmas in January, you would need to put it in onto a vehicle and have it packed sort of around August timeframe. They have small personal packages called crew care packages. So they could either do like a secret Santa type thing. So one present each, or they bring up something small to give to each of their crewmates.
0: I think that's the best excuse for like late delivery I've ever heard. Oh sorry, the rocket hasn't made it in time. (laughs) What can I do? And on these days, is there any sort of special food or like uh, meals?
3: Well, I definitely know, yeah, they save um, some special dishes and and bring them out so that the crewmates can all share in in that for the Christmas. Um, New Year's is surprisingly bigger than Christmas though, because New Year's is the only one that they both have off. Because the 25th is Western Christmas, so it's just the USOS crew. The 7th is Orthodox Christmas, so it's just Russian crew. And then you have similar things like Victory Day is May 8th, and that's just Russian crew. And then Independence Day is July 4th, and that's only American crew. In September, you have Labor Day, but that's only American crew. And As if it
0: wasn't complicated enough already, right?
3: Yeah, so you have the major Russian and American holidays, but again, it's just done by those crew. And then Unity Day in November 4th, ironically, just Russian crew. Um, and then, yeah, so the Western Christmas and the and Orthodox Christmas. Uh, but New Year's Day is really special because... All the crew have that day off so they can really celebrate together, bring in the new year. And there's a lot of really nice uh, traditions and toasts and things like that um, across the different countries that people bring into it.
0: Cool. So aside from, let's say, the the annual uh, events, there's also, let's say, personal events like someone's birthday. Mm-hmm. Recently, we had uh, Luca's birthday, I think a couple months ago, right? And here at the European Astronaut Centre, we took the time to sing happy birthday to Luca. Does anything special happen for him? Does he get a, a maybe some secret bonus food or surprises from from crew?
3: I actually don't know, but potentially, yeah, he could have uh, brought out the bonus food to share with his crewmates. And I feel like that would be a very Luca thing to do. Uh, I have not seen, I have seen candles on board station, but not lit candles. There's some cake packets of ready-made cake, but non, non-crumbly. Crumbs are a problem. I've seen crews sort of pull those out and put um, put candles in them uh, without lighting them. Uh, we do study fire in space, but it's inside, you know, the combustion integrated rack where we're studying, you know, um, better methods of um, fighting fires and fundamental physics of flame and, and things like that. I feel like, like this
0: this would be an interesting argument to have with crews. Like, no, 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 we're not. We don't just need cake. We need to study the candles on the cake.
3: <laughs> well, we already know it would look pretty cool. Like the fire comes out as a little sphere and in microgravity. But yeah, the flame is, you know, we keep that inside the official um, combustion integrated rack. I imagine uh,
0: that the, yeah. the Christmas tree, the tiny Christmas tree is also artificial, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a plastic Christmas tree with decorations. And I, I assume the decora- the decorations look the same every year when I see it. So I assume it's kind of stored like that with but the they're, decorations, they're, they're like tinsel on. and yeah. things that are stuck on. If it was
0: a real Christmas tree, those needles would be a nightmare.
3: Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so um but it does look very cool and being you know in microgravity when they hang it up in node two they can hang it so it looks upside down on our cameras
0: and it's yeah i think that'd be an interesting one you just would never expect it you're seeing a live feed from inside the ISS, and then a christmas tree floats by
3: yeah <laughs> which uh yeah i, I do it when scott put it up the year that he was there yes i remember he just um he has a, he had a great sense of humor and he was scott kelly, scott kelly, right? kelly yeah US astronaut So I think he must have been the one that put up the Christmas tree that year. So I think he'd gotten it out of storage and he was just floating past in the lab and he knows where all the cameras are at that point. So he just like just casually floating through with the Christmas tree and then gets up really close to the camera, gives a wink and then floats off and then puts up the tree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and then other ones. So, for example, um, so the official days off, uh, as we mentioned, there's only sort of three per nationality so to speak right. and then the, the joint one on new year's um so thanksgiving we said it's not a day off but there is special food sent up birthdays you don't get a day off either but you'll get some you know uh, special food or your crewmates usually think ahead and then they'll send up some cool presents and that sort of thing um halloween is not a day off but the crew tend to improvise dressing up i mean it only takes you know five, maybe 10 minutes. It doesn't uh, detract any time from their workday. But um, the crew get quite creative with what they can find around station and then sort of put together into a costume and, and surprise us with that on camera each year, which is pretty funny. One yeah, one year there was uh there was a bit of a silence and then um, the Star Wars Imperial March started playing on space to ground and we were freaking out. We thought there was an open mic somewhere and one of the mission controls was just playing music up, um, and so we're in a bit of a panic trying to figure okay. out you know where's the open mic and how can we how can we stop um, transmitting Star Wars music to space? Um, and then uh, then somebody wearing a Darth Vader helmet just floated through the screen and it was the crew that was preparing was us this, for their surprise. Was this Alex? Yes.
0: Fantastic. So this is Alexander Gerst, right? The German yeah. astronaut.
3: Mm-hmm. And then uh, then the rest of their crew had sort of gotten different um, different parts of costumes from various things on station and sort of uh, improvised some stuff that they'd put in together. And and uh, yeah, the crew tend to do that every year and, and come up with some inventive costumes from uh, what they can find
0: on board station. But if I understand, there's no official Santa Claus on station?
3: No, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think the protocols need to be adjusted here because the commander, I feel like, should have to take on the mantle of being Santa
3: Claus. (laughs) Well, somebody has to put the presents in the stockings, but I feel like maybe it's shared. I'm not sure how that works. Because I was actually going
0: to ask if there's ever been a secret Santa on the ISS.
3: I remember a couple of years where each crew gave something to one other crew. So it's very secret Santa style.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you recall any particular Christmas presents? Did any of them ever stand out to you?
3: I remember somebody got a harmonica and I thought that that might be an interesting one to, to have on station depending how much they want to annoy their present. other crewmates
0: <laughs> well we did a an episode all about the sounds of station we had a little bit of Tama playing saxophone we had mm-hmm. a little bit of chris hadfield playing guitar we didn't have any audio of anyone playing the harmonica so no. maybe maybe it was kind of kept to and one year
3: somebody played bagpipes too so one, one year somebody mean, played bagpipes yes. Do you remember who was playing bagpipe? It was Chell Lindgren. Yeah, he's a very good bagpipe player.
0: Wow. Do you remember how the other crew members responded to the bagpipe playing?
3: Uh, I'm not sure, but it sounded very good, so I guess positively.
0: I mean, this is all part of the cultural aspect of being on the ISS that, of course, you have music and food from all over the world and also celebrations from Mm -hmm. all over the world. So I actually had a question going back to New Year's Eve. We talked that there's multiple, let say, uh, celebrations all around the world, of course, as New Year's dawns across the Earth as it, as it rotates. I imagine that this must be quite a sight from the International Space Station because a lot of people are letting off fireworks. Is this something that's visible from the ISS?
3: Well, one crew has reported, so Andre, our Dutch astronaut, reported that he could see fireworks. Um, I think if you are in the cupola and you're zooming in and you know where to look, you can you can see them, of course, because the crew are quite skilled at uh, video photography. Um, but normally it's it's too high up to see specific fireworks. So um, one year we had unexpected fireworks near the station, so to speak, or things that looked like fireworks because there was a small ammonia leak and there was a therefore an unexpected, it looked like fireworks out the window uh, turned out to be an ammonia leak. So the crew had to do a, um, a short notice uh, EVA to fix that Right on Christmas Day.
0: <laughs> so if you see fireworks on Christmas Day from the ISS, then you it's might.
3: probably not a good thing. Yes,
0: it might be a little bit more concerning than celebratory. Yes. Wonderful. So maybe when uh, you as a listener of this podcast are sitting down for your Christmas dinner, spare a thought for a moment to the folks working on the ISS on all kinds of different research and development, and how they're celebrating this year. So, Angie Boyd, thank you so much for taking the time today.
3: Yeah, thanks very much.
1: As we go into the holiday season, we'd like to share our best holiday wishes from everyone here at ESA. Glædelig jul.
2: Ich wünsche euch allen frohe Weihnachten. Buon Natale a tutti da ESA.
1: Frolye Kerstfeest.
2: Afisja pa.
1: Joyeux Noël. Veselých svátků. Feliz Navidad desde ESA.
0: Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to the ESA Explorers Beyond series. This podcast is brought to you by the European Space Agency. You can learn more about Luca and his Beyond mission at lucaparmitano.esa.int. Tweet your questions or thoughts to at ESA using the hashtag ESA Explorers. We particularly welcome any tweets sharing holiday cheer this holiday season. You can also email us at ESA Explorers at ESA.int. And of course, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.